situations because it's like I was watching these mystery box videos. I would see them have millions of likes. I would know 100% they're making thousands of dollars every single day. And I sit there with Shrikar and I'm like, bro, we could do it as well. But what is separating us from them is they went ahead and picked up a camera, picked up a box and went out and started filming, right? Whenever Elon Musk does it, he knows what he wants to do. But what's going to make him separate from the other people, what makes him probably a billionaire is because he genuinely just goes out, balls deep in these projects and just does it. I feel like a lot of people can do what I can do. I'm not that talented. This doesn't take skill. It just takes like determination. Like you just have to genuinely be determined to go to the mall, make yourself look like a little bit of a fool, go film mystery box videos and it paid off. And if it didn't pay off, what's going to happen? You, Gavin, you could go watch me do a video at the mall. You're going to forget it in 15 minutes. Who cares? You're not even going to remember what the hell I was doing at that time, right? So I genuinely think that just my confidence in it and my determination in it is genuinely the reason why I'm somewhat successful as of now. I just didn't care. I didn't care what people thought. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Founders Ascent. We are joined by Padram, our friend. Uh, you guys might remember in episode nine, we talked with Trico. That's Padram's business partner. And together they've launched their project, Try Mystery Machine, which is growing rapidly on social media, already hitting tens of millions of people in just a couple weeks. And we're here to sort of catch up on your success, Padram, and talk about all the lessons we can learn about social media marketing and entrepreneurship in general. We're so happy to have you. Thank you so much. That was a, that was a great introduction. I don't know if I deserve that. <laughs> ah, all of it is, uh, everyone, you can find them at Try Mystery Machine on pretty much all the uh, social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, mm -hmm. Be sure to check out their content and get an idea uh, more about their project. But I think it would be best to hear about what exactly Try Mystery Machine is and how you guys have been able to scale so quickly. Um, and just straight from your mouth, what do you think about Try Mystery Machine and what is it? Yeah, so Try Mystery Machine, whenever you look at it, you know, from hindsight, you don't really, you know, understand exactly what's going on. But basically, me and my friend, uh, we just always wanted to get into dropshipping. We just always wanted to kind of sell products and stuff like that on a website. And uh, we thought that, you know, like your average stores where they sell like, you know, shoes or socks or like stuffed animals and stuff. We just thought those were really boring. So we just want to try something different. So we decided to sell mystery boxes because I feel like you could do a variety of people. You could do a variety of concepts. You could have a variety of gifts and stuff like that. You're not going to be limited to one product. So I feel like we could just reach the biggest audience with that. So whenever we initially started, yeah, we did it at our local college. And then we kind of started expanding it. And we do mystery box videos um, in public you know, shopping areas. All it is really is just we sell mystery boxes to people in public. When we do like trivia questions for them, you could do like uh, guess the price right, you keep it. We could do like uh, if you feel it and you guess the product right, you get to keep it. We do sometimes one dollars, you know, one dollar mystery boxes, stuff like that. Just a range of content, and um, you know, it's been fun. I've met some really cool people along the way. I've networked. I've obviously, you know, grown my friendship stronger with my business partner as well, and met people like BJ and Gavin through this stuff as well. Yeah, I. I yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I've really liked the business model you guys have had set up. Uh, it sort of reminded me uh when you were talking about of like when uh, mr beast had his idea where he realized oh i can get sponsorships give that money away get a bigger video get a bigger sponsorship give that money away and just do that cycle you guys are kind of mm -hmm. operating on the same thing where you guys can actually give people more money more value than what they're paying for because you're leveraging drop shipping mm -hmm. and economies of scale well 
you, yes, there's some variability in the products, but you guys can actually guarantee on your websites that each product will be worth how much, at least as much as what they pay for it. Which I think yeah, like if you like if you like want to get like right into it and stuff like that, what we mainly try to focus on was not um, worrying about like the the money we're losing during our videos whenever we like give away gifts because like we know that like whenever it comes to the website, like we will be fine in terms of like profitability. And it was a bit of a risk at the beginning. I feel like everyone in the business world has to take risks, but as soon as we took off, we absolutely just stopped worrying about like you know losing gifts and stuff like that in videos because we knew that that content would then again, I guess you know, make our money back in a way. But like that was yeah, that was never a focus. I feel like we are using like the Mr. Beast model when it comes to social media. Like what we do is we literally just reinvest a lot of the money that we make from sales and stuff like that. And then we also, yeah, we like to just make sure our videos are the best possible. We really strictly care about content. We like the videos to be funny, we like the videos to be engaging, we like to have cool people in it. We could give less of a crap about, you know, like what what's what's given away in them. If we lose like $80 in this video or $90 in that video, it's not a worry. Yeah. Okay, so like talking about money, like how much was the initial investment? Like when you guys were getting it started, like how much money did you have to put into like the website and like getting content creators and like because you guys don't edit the videos yourself, right? Yeah, we don't edit the videos ourselves. We have an editor on okay. a payroll as well. So initially starting, um, I think BJ knows this as well. Yeah, it was it was quite a bit of money because I think that like whenever we get, you know, later into the episode as well, we're gonna talk about some of like the mistakes I made. But yeah, like it was definitely like something over a thousand dollars to like start with. And like that sounds pretty intimidating for people. I'm here to tell you though, I truly don't think you need that much money learning, looking back on it. I don't genuinely think you need that much money, but we just I guess like it's like a little bit of like OCD. We just wanted to do everything the best possible. Like we wanted the best editor that we would get on a payroll. We wanted the best gifts possible to start with. And you go to Amazon and just go on an absolute shopping spree. Like the gifts alone were $500. And then an editor is like 200 a month. And then, yeah, we had to do a, like a website. We had to get built through a friend, stuff like that. So it was a, it was a little bit over $1,000. And I am happy to say, yeah, we have made that back, that money back. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Do you think, do you think like in a way that, steep investment almost like held you accountable i guess like because i've heard stories and i i remember this one ted talk i forgot who it was i forgot like the overarching concept but i remember one of the examples he used was entrepreneurs and how generally speaking if there is potentially a, you know a steep investment in the beginning there's a lot more accountability because hey you know i've spent a couple grand on this i'm not gonna you know just let it go away or lose discipline i guess you could say pretty quickly would you say spending that money helped you or 100 percent, i think that that money definitely helped me stay focused and stay on track it was almost like i can't quit this because i have invested so much money in it so it was super rewarding whenever the views started you know coming through on the account and i genuinely think if i did not invest that much money yeah i feel like i would have started another store i would have slacked off a little bit and i just feel like yeah like you you shouldn't care that much if you didn't put that much money in i feel like that is like the mindset that people normally have and i don't think that's the wrong mindset but i think that like if you genuinely care about something from the get-go you should be putting in a good investment in it because i truly had faith i truly had faith in this and i i think we should make the distinction that you guys invested that money in yourself you you guys even if this thing hadn't yeah. worked you still would own the website you still would own all the graphics and everything that you used you would still own the content if you're investing that yeah. money into like someone else's course someone else's multi-level marketing thingy there's probably not 
something to stay committed to and keep on dumping money into, right? We we talked about this yeah. in our last episode on Millionaire Fastlane, where people would try out all these businesses and dump a ton of money, but it's just other people getting rich off them. Uh, it, I agree. Yeah, I think that, like, whenever it comes to that type of stuff, yeah, I genuinely think that, like, investing in yourself is the best thing that you could do because, like, I was, there was a certain point, it was, like, right before I took off, I genuinely was fine with where I was at because it was, like, I truly think with the money that I put in, I took away a lot of good skills from this process. Like, I genuinely was at, at one point ready to start another store if this did fail, and I genuinely think that would have been the golden store. I don't know if I did it the best way possible. Like, if I basically, like, had seven different attempts at this, like, each attempt had a different outcome and stuff like that, mine might have just been one of the seven that made a decent amount of money. I don't truly know how well I could have done with this. But all I know is that I definitely could consider it on the words of, like, it works. It definitely did work for me. But I, I truly really do think that investing in myself did come in handy because I did genuinely learn skills. If I just paid everyone to do it for me, you walk away one grand, you know, down the drain and you also, you can't really walk away with anything learned for future references. So, yeah. Yeah. That harkens back to like the importance of iterations more than just like doing it. You, you have to do it and then learn from it. And that's how you actually scale and grow. And, and I think that can be said to you guys as content. You guys posted a ton of videos that, you know, did okay. But it didn't get the traction that if you had just been judging off those videos, kind of like I was initially, if you've just been looking at those videos, it didn't look like it was going to scale so quickly. But yeah. you guys learned from those videos, you made adjustments, you guys um, optimized some things to help people know more about you guys' store and to get more attention. And then that scaled to where now you guys have, uh, I think you have that one video that's hit 10 mil and then that's... And that's just on uh, the one platform. It's scaling across all the platforms super well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I can say one thing, though, for sure. BJ, for those of you that don't know, was my biggest critic when it came to this stuff. So, like, yeah, he definitely had his doubts on it. And I and I will admit, some of the stuff that I was saying, whenever I heard it come out of my mouth, I was like, okay, wait, yeah, like, this isn't... I don't actually know quite what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to figure it out, right? But um, the thing about that was, yeah, the Instagram reel, it got about 10 million views. And I later found out through someone that like, yeah, if it was 10 million views on TikTok, it would have converted probably three times as more, I was told. So like, I, I genuinely, looking back at it, I could have took more advantages in other ways because one of the biggest mistakes I did was my TikTok. I reused and already used TikTok. I think, BJ, you do that as well, right? For Founders Ascent TikTok, you reuse a TikTok? There was an yeah. account that we accessed, yeah. Yeah. So for my TikTok, I did that same method as well, and I definitely tanked when it came to views versus my other platforms. On YouTube, I have reels over 30K, and then on Instagram, I have reels, or I have shorts over 30K, and then on Instagram, I have reels over 10 mil. So like, the TikTok one is the one that's lacking the most, and that converts the best when it comes to specifically dropshipping stores. So like, I genuinely wish that like I could have you know went back in time and fixed these type of things. But I mean, you live and you learn when it comes to that stuff. I don't think I'm like struggling in any way, but. Yeah, like whenever, you know, to answer that question, yeah, like there is definitely mistakes that like 110% could have fixed. Yeah, I guess like you could say worst case scenario, um, you you spend the money and you gain a lot of, I guess, important lessons in the process. What what would you say, like, okay, you start this, you start uh, Trimestery Machine over tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, what do you do? Like, like if there's somebody watching that maybe wants to do something similar to you, wants to do the whole mystery box thing, what advice would you give them? Like, what, in your opinion, is the perfect way to do it? And and again, like, I also want you to say, like, what, what mistakes have you made along the way as well? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I definitely made a couple of mistakes throughout the time. The biggest thing that I would do, 
I'll start from the beginning. So yeah, whenever it comes to social medias, 110%, I would recommend every single person to make a fresh social media when it comes to that. There was a time where I was considering using the same Instagram that I already have. There was a time I was considering using the same YouTube and I guarantee my views would have tanked, but on YouTube and Instagram, I'm completely fine. And then on TikTok, I, I learned my lesson. And honestly, I've been trying to repost on other accounts too, and that has been also floppy because I feel like the content is already out there on another platform, so that still won't go viral. So start new social medias, if I could recommend that. Don't worry about the zero followers, zero likes. Don't worry about any of that. It does not look bad. It genuinely will get your videos way more viral than it needs to be. And then my second tip that I would probably have to say is, yeah, whenever it comes to like a, building a website and stuff like that, I would like to, I would recommend that you invest actual proper money in it because what I did was I used uh, these things called like gifts on the mystery boxes and if you go to my website the travismachine.com thing you can see these gifts and they're floating products and stuff like that and it's just things that prevent the website from looking like a sellout in my opinion i think if you put like a stupid little photoshop photo it just looks like so scammy and just it just looks like such a sellout like a china dropshipping site so i genuinely took my time and i invested in that and i did proper you know uh, what is it, floating photos that are like actually repeating gifts and stuff like that. And then also on the website, my copywriting, I took very, very careful time with. I genuinely like think that I mastered copywriting before I started as well. It was one of the skills that I learned from a course. I, I took my time with copywriting because I know that's how you can convince someone to buy something. And when it comes down to the root of dropshipping, you are essentially convincing someone to buy something. So if you're good at convincing people, then that's how it's going to be. Whenever I'm like filming videos and stuff like that, and I'm done finishing filming with them, I try and, you know, talk to them about the mystery box to try and get them you know a little interested in it i think that you should be in into sales if you want to do drop shipping that's one of the things that i do i was luckily in that so just to give your points though yeah if you want to start you really i would really recommend learning some stuff in sales and learning some uh copywriting as well and then whenever it comes to investing I personally do recommend, it sounds like crazy, but yeah, like I wouldn't mind if they spent like a half a grand or a little bit over half a grand, but you have to truly have faith in your product because that just makes you like kind of stay on your ass. Like that makes you like really keep up with everything, bro. Because it's like, I literally cannot stop, bro. It's like, I will actually never forgive myself if I spent half a grand on this stupid project and it didn't work. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, definitely invest a lot of money too when it comes to it because it'll keep you on your toes. And then, um, find a path not find a path but find a way for profitability pretty early on so what i did was at the beginning and stuff like that i had friends help me with my videos so i didn't have to spend too much money when it came to gifts so you should be trying to postpone you losing money as much as possible so basically it took me i'd say about a month to begin fully being profitable with the store which is the best thing that can happen for me because if it was going to be three months and going and i still wasn't profitable I would be probably near quitting. So like, yeah, use friends, use stuff to your advantage and stuff like that to postpone um, losing money so you could become profitable as quick as possible. So yeah, those are the, those are the three main things I would say. Yeah, like look into sales and uh, copywriting. Definitely try and use some people to your advantage and stuff like that when it comes to filming so you could be profitable as quick as possible. And then definitely the other thing would be yeah, like investing good money into it and starting new socials. What are, like, what does success look like for you? Success for me, I think, is not like making a ton of money, in my opinion. Like, I don't truly do this for a job. This isn't like a clock in kind of nine to five job for me. I truly enjoy what I do. 
which was part of the process when it came to picking what I wanted to do. When I was looking at what I wanted to do, I could sit here and, for example, sell iPhone cases, and I could film iPhone cases, just sit here in front of my desk and film 40 videos a day of iPhone cases. And yeah, I could pump out content. I don't spend any money when it comes to setting it up, and I can make some decent money. But that necessarily doesn't look like success to me because I didn't learn anything great from it. I can't take these skills and reuse them in future projects. The thing that looks like the thing that's called success for me is, yeah, like genuinely doing something that I enjoy and that I can learn and be being profitable at the same time, whether it's just a thousand dollars profitable, ten thousand dollars profitable, twenty thousand dollars profitable. As long as I'm learning skills at the same time and being profitable, I would consider that success. Okay. A, a lot of that goes back to some of the other stuff we've talked about on here, like like starting fresh. We, we talked a lot about that in uh um, I I think it was our episode on David Goggins where he, he's been willing to step into all these different fields and be a complete beginner and, uh, okay, he, he joined the SEALs, now he's going to ultra-marathon running. He, he did ultra-marathon running and now he's doing uh, stretching and uh, public speaking and all this stuff. And the same thing with Elon Musk. He, he created the uh, financial software that eventually became PayPal. And then he's like, mm -hmm. yeah, let's go make cars. Yeah, let's go make rockets. Let, let's implant chip, chips in people's brains. And he's just been so willing to go back to zero and start from just a complete beginner that he's been able to develop these skills and scale into something really, really significant because he's been willing to go back to zero where so many people, they just hang on to what they already have and they don't go yeah. at all because they're just so stuck on trying to continue to be what they I, I like that example a lot. I think that example is actually applicable in my situation and many other people's situations because it's like I was watching these mystery box videos. I would see them have millions of likes. I would know 100% they're making thousands of dollars every single day. And I sit there with Shrikar and I'm like, bro, we could do it as well. But what is separating us from them is they went ahead and picked up a camera, picked up a box and went out and started filming, right? Whenever Elon Musk does it, he knows what he wants to do. But what's going to make him separate from the other people, what makes him probably a billionaire is because he genuinely just goes out, balls deep in these projects and just does it. I feel like a lot of people can do what I can do. I'm not that talented. This doesn't take skill. It just takes like determination. Like you just have to genuinely be determined to go to the mall, make yourself look like a little bit of a fool, go film mystery box videos and it paid off. And if it didn't pay off, what's gonna happen? You, Gavin, you could go watch me do a video at the mall. You're gonna forget it in 15 minutes. Who cares? You're not even gonna remember what the hell I was doing at that time, right? So I genuinely think that just my confidence in it and my determination in it is genuinely the reason why I'm somewhat successful as of now. I just didn't care. I didn't care what people thought. And you've stuck with it for several weeks now in terms of you, you guys spent a whole ton of time doing preparation, making sure everything was set up properly to get it done. And, and yeah. then you guys didn't see any results for a very long yeah. time. And and now suddenly you, you guys have sort of skyrocketed with, with a pretty recent great video and then just continuous videos scaling over time. And mm -hmm. so I, I think that's a big deal for a lot of people is they they haven't stuck with it something or they haven't um they, they they've been consuming stuff but they haven't been producing stuff and you sort of need to make that switch in your brain from consumer to producer and that's when you start to really grow exactly yeah so when i started at uh, my college or whatever um on, on top of that determination tip i think another tip that i would give for anyone trying to start this is to definitely like pre-record content because i started on launch day with 30 two pre-recorded videos cut forward to today i think i only am five videos ahead now so like you could just see how quick these videos just like 
you know, kind of disappear in front of your hands. So if I wanted to recommend something, even 30 videos isn't enough. I post daily and yeah, I am literally burning through these videos all day, every day. So I would recommend definitely to pre-record. And yeah, like you said as well, imagine how I feel now when it's a successful account and I'm going in public and making myself look like a fool. I was pre-recording 30 videos with no successful account, absolutely no credibility. And I was making myself still look like a fool. So it genuinely just came down to like, I see it works. I will be fine in the end. I will genuinely make at least one viral video and make some money off this and be fine. So I just kept pushing through with it. And also having a friend as well would help. So like when it comes to this, you know, Founders Ascent, I'm sure Gavin and you make a great duo and it comes in handy whenever someone can handle this type of work and someone else can handle this type of work. When it comes to Shrikar, if you guys are looking to start businesses, really try and pitch an idea to your friend because sitting in that bed right there last summer he just pitched me this kind of idea to like get into the e-commerce world and we decided to agree on it and we you know moved forward and made mystery machines so if you're ever scared and you ever think it's like too advanced and stuff like that i genuinely recommend to everyone out there with your friends just pitch these simple ideas to you do you want to go make a business do you want to just go start posting videos on social media see what happens it'll get you as farther than you've ever thought before that really harkens back to I, th I think it was episode sixteen with uh we read Crush It by Gary Vee and he's just produce content like a madman. That's how it looks. If you just produce content, go go through all those iterations, learn each time. Because uh, a recent sort of realization is like so you have a ten mil video on your Instagram and then you have a hundred k video. Do you think that ten mil video is a hundred times better than the hundred k video? Absolutely not. But it's gotten a hundred times more views. And I think that has to yeah. do innately with how social media works. And, mm -hmm. and it's the fact that a 1% a improvement on a video doesn't result in 1% more views or 1% more watch time. It results in exactly. four times more views, four times more watch time. And it scales exponentially. And so if you just start out on content and you just make these small changes, even if you get, you know, your first video gets like, three views because of how it scales and how quickly it scales on media you don't have to make a very uh, uh you don't have to make that many improvements before you're actually seeing some success like i don't think exactly e even like mr beast videos with 300 million views are that far ahead of our account I, I don't think they're probably a hundred times better than our content or uh, mm -hmm. anyone else's that's getting you know a thousand views but the those little optimizations those are what's making the difference uh, and it's just scaling exponentially and so so I feel, like, I feel like there's two things to take away from that i think yeah you have to find the balance of quality and quantity you want to be doing a lot of videos but you want to make sure the quality is still there so you have to make sure to find that balance between that and then the other thing was is like whenever it comes to social media if i'm honest guys you just you have to play the game that's i was i was speaking on a phone call with bj recently and i, I genuinely think that like you have to play the game of social media and you just have to kind of see what works and you don't have to sit there and be entitled or egoed or whatever and you just have to be like i'm gonna follow this template make a little bit of my own authenticity to it but i'm gonna pretty much follow this template because i've seen it work before and it if you want to truly like you know try and see results as quick as possible that's what you would do so like yeah whenever we were filming some videos today uh we just i just came back from the mall recently filming some videos yeah i just i genuinely was watching uh tiktoks while we were waiting to set up for the next person that we were going to film it and i was just taking an in inspiration from it because at the end of the day social media is a game like you guys said your content is probably as good you know as mr b's content or it could compete with those other let's make that clear what did you say what did you say you said it's not 100 times better 
you guys you guys content isn't 100 times like worse you know what i'm saying than mr beast's content and like you know like you're definitely like you know you could compete with some podcasts that are up there like i would like if you looked at the podcast ranking of all the podcasts in the world from subs like yours how many subs do you guys have oh it's not that many 21 like 22 right like you like i could probably go find a, a person with like 300 subs or whatever and you're probably better than like, i could go find a podcast channel with like 300 subs you're better than what i'm trying to say is, is like you have to like play the game right you're like you have to master shorts you have to master tiktok you have to master uh instagram not just your own actual long-form content podcast you know what i'm saying you have to also master the things that like come with a podcast yeah like you want to try and get the best guests possible and stuff like that that's what's going to separate you let's say you bj and gavin you guys have the skills to do a podcast but you got to make sure, like I said, your guests have to be good. Your shorts have to be really nice and engaging. Your TikToks have to be your Instagram. Videos. That's what I'm saying. That's what's going to separate you from the rest, right? There are probably people that have 2,000 subs right now that have a podcast. They're garbage. Like, they don't even talk about good stuff. They just ramble. They're like, yo, bro, let's go start a podcast and talk about nonsense. But they know how to make really good clickbaity videos. They know how to get really cool guests on their videos. That's what's going to separate them. You know what I'm saying? So when it came to me, I thought about being super authentic at first and just, like, making my own style of content. And I saw it didn't work and I was like, you know what, I'm going to zip my mouth and stop having an ego and just start copying these type of people. Like, you know, just little things, put this templates of their, their things in our videos and it's, it's what, yeah. Like, what is it? The 10 million view video. Don't talk in this mic. Do you guys think I invented the don't talk in this mic and win a mystery box concept? Absolutely not. No. I just copied it. Am I going to get in trouble? Did I get canceled? Did I get hate emails? No. They just, they laughed at it. It was funny. They've seen it before too. So they felt familiar with it and that's it. Yeah. So like, would like, um, Explain a little bit more on like what you mean by like playing the game. Like what what does that look like? Is that like maybe like like you were saying like copying other people? And like, I think more is there more to it than just that? I think the best way that I can explain it, I, I'm sure there's more to it, but the way that I see the word playing the game and what it means basically is just like using templates, ideas, and outlines of content that already works. That's what I see as playing the game. Whenever I watch these other mystery box content creators, I see their content and like pretend they do a really funny joke or a really funny catchphrase, or they give the mystery box in a really funny way, or they wrap it in a really funny way. Like these type of little templates and outlines in their videos, I'm not gonna literally say what they say word for word, bar for bar, no. But these little outlines and templates, I like to use them in my videos because it's something that just like, they'll be like, Oh, I've seen those type of things before. Yeah, yeah, that's really funny. Like, oh yeah, like don't talk in this mic and use this or win this mystery box. That's really funny. I could try and make my own type of mystery box videos where I do my own type of intro line and my own type of locations and stuff like that. But I don't know if that would 100% work and it's just a risk I'm not willing to take. For example, other mystery box videos are also filmed in a mall frequently. What I did after college and we're in the summer now, I go to malls now and I just start filming those type of videos in malls because I see that works and it's just a location that people would see a mystery box in. I think that harkens back to the Nathan Latka quote of uh, if you're the only one, if you're the only person doing something, you're probably doing something wrong. But, yeah. At, at first, I, I honestly believe that if you want to make something that's, you know, extremely successful in entrepreneurship, you need to find something that nobody else is doing. I don't agree with that anymore. DJ and I just talked about that recently in the Millionaire Fastlane episode, the, the previous one before this, and it talked about starting starting something that doesn't exist and oftentimes what it's going to be is it's going to be something that already exists except you're going to take it and you're going to twist it in a way that's more authentic to who you are and what your niche is specifically like um like what you guys are doing you guys yeah. definitely aren't the only people doing that obviously right mm -hmm. um and i remember one of the examples he used in millionaire fastlane was like 
it was some alcohol company. I think it was vodka or something like that. They literally just took it and put it in a fun bottle. And that was their new multi-million dollar idea. They didn't take anything brand new. Like vodka was already a thing. They just rebranded it and put it in some packaging that looked really cool. And that's how uh, they made their. And so like, what are like, is there anything that you guys are doing that is like specific to who you guys are as Try Mystery Machine? As, um, as to, like what the that like what, what differentiates you from the other dropship companies yeah yeah so I, I definitely understand what you're trying to say yeah like you do need a sense of originality and authenticity to an extent but yeah like i don't recommend going out of your way to like make a whole new random type of niche and then try and take it up to the top or whatever but i do know that if you do that though you will last longer like you you will have that longevity aspect in your career if you truly do something that you could only find on your channel on your page you know what i'm saying but in this case like this wasn't like my like i said like my literal job i'm not going to make a living income off this there was no like intent for that so like i generally was just going to do a nice type of concept where i was going to take outlines from other people's videos make them my own to a twist which i'll get into what i do on my own and then hopefully yeah make a profitability off that so when it comes to yeah what i do like that is kind of you know only where you can find on my page or just like kind of makes try mystery machine a little authentic is um we are about to start doing content that has never been seen before it is going to be like international content where we are going to literally travel to sweden and india and we are going to do mystery box content i can promise you right now there's no mystery box videos in india there might be like mystery box videos in sweden but the concept is is that we're basically going to be traveling to other countries to see different audiences and different cultures and different type of people and make mystery box content there it's always done at your local malls it's always done at your local universities and stuff like that so what we wanted to try to do is we wanted to try to basically encourage more international users on our website and stuff like that by kind of going to them instead of bringing them to america you know bringing their uh interest to america we want to bring our interest to them basically so yeah we're going to be traveling very soon filming content there in terms of other originality, if I could think of on the spot, I think that, um, yeah, we also do, um, uh, what is it, like languages and stuff like that. So we had one video where we did one of our friends, I don't know if you know Suffolk, BJ, do you know that guy? He's in the dorms. Okay, so his, his name is Suffolk, and we basically went to him and we were like, yeah, like these videos are like getting really repetitive, we're just sitting here giving him, or him giving us money and we give him a gift and stuff like that, we were like, what if we have a language barrier in this video where I'm an American guy trying to sell you a mystery box and you talk in your Indian language and then we like have like a language barrier and stuff like that. So if you genuinely like check it's on our TikTok and stuff like that, it has like it has like 35k views. But yeah, if you look at that video, we literally were like not speaking the same language. And in the captions, he was just talking crap about me. And he was just like, this freaking idiot, this servant is trying to give me this gift and stuff like that. Like he doesn't understand what I'm yeah. saying, right? And he's like saying like how much money do you want in his language? And I'm like, oh mystery box. Like it, it's just so funny. We have like a language barrier and all of the the Indian users found it. So we just kind of find these little undermining ways to reach those international view, uh, international viewers and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah I think that traveling is good. I saw and, that. I saw that um that short. It did make me laugh. I got to I got to <laughs> credit credits too. It was it was good. So what I'm getting at here is so like some of your videos are scripted. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, to an extent, like we like to um, not just make it super repetitive. So we have to definitely like, you know, get some kind of scripting in there with our friends. And then we now transition to strangers more. So they're all pretty much real now. Yeah. And I imagine the beginning was pretty much all script because like you had pretty much literally our friends in college. Right? Yeah, just yeah. our friends in college is pretty much all it was. And like, actually, we would sometimes go to the strangers in college, but we couldn't like give away the gifts or something like that at that time, you know. But now we but, obviously, now, but yeah. now it's like pretty much just walking up and uh 
Like literally, like I don't know if you guys can see it, but like I literally just have a box of Amazon products ready to give away for the next week. They just came in today. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Okay. There. And it also sort of reminds me, uh, you were talking about the vodka thing, and I instantly thought of uh, Liquid Death, the water company. It's just water. Yes. But mm -hmm. rebranded. But, but the branding and the marketing was so good that it became a sort of sensational in that way. And so... Yeah, that's a good example. Marketing can make a big difference. And apparently a lot of companies don't do any marketing at all. Like, or if they do, they're not very good at it. Like, I, I don't think most companies understand, especially big companies, old companies, I don't think they really understand how, how to leverage social media to actually build a brand and actually make real content where people actually want to watch it. And it's not just like, Here's why you should buy from us. Like that's the whole video. Like th that doesn't provide value to the audience. They they're not using social media correctly. But um, mm -hmm. by making engaging content that uh, actually provides value, whether that's entertainment or actual information, not just like a sales pitch. If you're able to actually do that, that's when you can actually grow your brand. Uh, when when it's not just self interested, it's basically advertisements. If you, if you use social media as advertisements, it's not going to scale very well at all. Exactly. And honestly, TikTok doesn't even like advertisements. They they do not, they don't let those videos perform well and stuff like that. Like I've literally seen that happen. You can't really be a sellout on these social medias these days. So I will never, ever utter the words, link in bio, buy a mystery box here. If you guys want one of your own, like, like I, I don't like ever like utter those like type of like really just like sell out words and phrases and stuff like that. I just try and typically do a funny video and then, you know, they just have the link of the website in the bio. And then if they can kind of just, you know, do that correlation themselves and be like, oh, it was a mystery box video. This guy sells mystery boxes. It was a funny video. I enjoyed it. I'll go check it out. Test my luck. That's all it is, really. So I don't know if that makes the most money either, but that's what we do. With like, we we read this book called Traction, and it was a marketing book. And the author in the book talked about how generally with startups, you want to spend about fifty percent of your time on your product or service, and the other fifty percent of your time on marketing. How much time do you guys spend on marketing? Is it fifty percent? Is it more? Is it less? What is it looking like in terms of marketing i think like at the beginning we had to spend a lot of time on other stuff instead of like yeah like the actual product itself because i feel like the product once you like kind of got it down it was pretty easy it wasn't something that we really like touched again we just like had an inventory of items that we chose from to give away in the mystery boxes and then we've been using that ever since and i think we're going to switch it up in the future and maybe add more stuff or more high ticket value products and stuff but uh, yeah pretty much the rest of it was like really marketing like i would consider like our videos a form of marketing our copywriting we had to spend tons of time on and stuff like that we are soon going to also branch out and also um, contact influencers to you know use our mystery boxes and put like our link in their bio and stuff like that like hey we'll send you a mystery box could you open it on camera as well and then yeah like you could like you know put the link in for 48 hours so like we're really focused on marketing and maybe even in the future we might want to do ad campaigns things like that i don't know if you guys have heard of that type of stuff it's like ad campaigns where you're going to like pay for it so then you like the ads can pull up, pop up on facebook or instagram and stuff so i'd say that like it's honestly like an 80 20 in my in my eyes the way i see it because i feel like you can have a good enough product if you don't get the eyes on it you're not going to make anything off of it you know so we we're really trying to make marketing as much as Wait, our so to product. clarify 80 percent on marketing yeah, 80% on marketing and I say 20% on the product because like it was one of those things where it's like once you got the product done, we don't really like touch that again. That okay, sense. that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, because your guys' company is pretty much just like, as far as I'm concerned, it's all social media. So that actually, that does make sense. 
100% organic as of now, but we are looking in the future to do some influencer stuff and ad campaigns, things like that. All right. I, I think this is where we hit rapid fire uh, our questions. Yeah. So uh, first question for the rapid fire, how much sleep do you get? How much sleep do I get? I would say, <laughs> I'd say I get about like nine hours of sleep, but I like sleep at such a weird messed up time. Like I'll, I'll go pretty late sometimes, then I'll wake up in like the afternoon. But if it's like an important day where I have to film something in the morning, I'll get like seven hours. Okay. What's, uh, what's your favorite book and why? My favorite book was was the recent book that uh, BJ put me on. It was the Nathan Locke book. I really like that one. I, I've been reading it recently. I'm not done with it, but yeah, it's good. Why was it your favorite? I think it was like it was just like the most straightforward book. It wasn't gatekeeping any type of information from it. He would literally show stuff like alongside his journey. He would put pictures of his emails yeah. and stuff like that. And for the in influencer, for the influencer stuff, BJ literally told me the page where he put the example email of how he would reach out to people. So I'm going to use that technique. Okay. Generally, uh, this next question is, if you had to start your career over with nothing, what's the first thing you would do? I'm going to change it because we already answered that question. Uh, okay. me, are, are there any entrepreneurs or founders or business people that you are paying attention to? People you're following their careers and uh, sort of watching? That like I would like take my use their craft in their in my videos and stuff like that that I would like study and stuff those type uh, of people. Not 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 necessarily competitors, just people that you you maybe find inspiring that you think there's a lot to learn oh. from. Mm, I. Hmm. Some of that like I like the. Uh, thing we think some of that I like to watch and like get inspiration from. I like Mr. Beast, honestly. I generally like what he does because I feel like it's not like he does mystery box content, but the content is similar in a way. I'm doing some type of like, you know, charitable things, giving away gifts for free. And I think that he's like genuinely a very, very smart, calculated, articulate person. Those things don't just come whenever he just like is in a boardroom writing down ideas and then he just like does the videos. He genuinely puts so much planning into them. And I think he's a good guy. Yeah, that's good. Uh, what would you say is most important to you in life? What I say is most important to me in life. I think that, like, obviously, yeah, like, I could say, like, yes, like, my family is, like, very important and stuff like that. But in this scenario, I would say that one of the things that come the most in handy is networking. I think that's very important in my journey was networking. If you really can know the right people, you genuinely don't need to be as skillful or as smart as you think you need to be. Because, like, they genuinely can help you basically put yourself in better positions in life. If you could change one thing about the world, what would it be? Um, if I could change one thing about the world, I wish my channel had 10 million subs. 10 million <laughs> other than that, other than... <laughs> if I could change one thing in the world, I wish education was free. I think I've met so many cool people through here, like literally Shrikar, my business partner, was from my film class in freshman year, so it's just kind of crazy to think about that. I wish education was through free, I wish it was more accessible to people. And then last one here, um, how do you want to be remembered? Wow, what a question. Um, how would I want to be remembered? I want to be remembered as someone who... <laughs> These are great questions. No, you can take your time. I want to be remembered as... Hmm, let me think. What do I want to be remembered as? I would want to be remembered as someone that doesn't... Um 
you know, truly care about like materialistic values. I love to, I love to care about like the real things in life. I want to genuinely make an impact on people's lives and stuff like that. And I want to be remembered as that. I like really want to be remembered as like, like the fact that like, you're not going to take anything materialistic to your grave. Your, your only thing that you're going to leave on this earth is the impact that you make on others and stuff like that. That's fantastic. And I think that's a great place to leave off. Thank you so much for Dram for joining us. We will have this up. We will have all your links in our uh, description so everyone can check those out. Check out Try Mystery Machine and their awesome content. We really appreciate you guys saying this far, so be sure to subscribe, like, comment, all do all the good stuff to help promote this video if you enjoyed it. And we will see you next week, Tuesday at noon. See you then. Don't be late. Bye, guys.